Hi, I'm Raphael. You're listening to Speak Pieces, produced in association with the BCIT Debate Commons. Here's an important question. Do you know what Hogwarts house you belong to? Gryffindor, for bravery and chivalry. Hufflepuff, for just and loyal. Ravenclaw, for wit and learning. Slytherin, for cunning. If you've never read, seen, or heard of Harry Potter, then you've probably not heard of any of these houses either. The idea being that the students in this magic school are sorted based on the whims of a magical talking hat into one of these houses. It's maybe one of the internet's favorite things to do. Quiz people and figure out which house they belong to. Take a second and do an internet search. I promise there's all kinds of Harry Potter themed personality quizzes to get mired into. But why stop at the wizarding world? The internet in general is like an infinite compendium of information, full of all kinds of groups and clubs formed around different interests. Underwater basket weaving. Luckily, we're not confronted with them all the time. This episode, we're talking about algorithms, the sorting hats of social media. An algorithm is like a mathematical equation where you can plug in values to determine results. Because of how computer code functions, we use these algorithms to sort and find things in these giant libraries of information on the internet. Firstly, when we're looking for something specific, like the definition of a word, or a random fact that we came across today. Siri, define cattywampus. We do this usually by using a search engine to actively find a specific piece of information. The second is when we're passively glancing at our social media feeds or at our YouTube homepages. In both these scenarios, the algorithms are working behind the scenes to balance out what's most recent with your political interests, with your hobbies, with what you've looked at in the past and where you're located to be sure that everything that you're seeing is actually something that you're interested in seeing. Something a little more coherent to what your profile suggests. Mm -hmm. They do this by organizing what we see tagging and labeling all the information as it comes in, and then comparing it with the tags and labels that it makes up on our behalf when we're looking at stuff. Each time you click on a link or tap at something you're interested in, the algorithm sorts it out for you so that the more you use it, the better it seems to know you. With the exponential rate of growth that the internet has seen over the last 20 years, these algorithms have become more and more complex, growing like a dense rainforest. But the concept itself isn't necessarily a new one in human interaction. We sort things out of a need for convenience anyhow. Scientific discovery itself can be a large process of labeling and categorizing things. We label to sort agreement from disagreement, useful versus not useful, good versus bad, and friend from foe. To do this on the internet is only a natural extension of the way we humans operate, right? Well, yes, but there's a catch. Our own interests start to become tags and labels for us and we soon find that we're being sorted into categories and being tagged and labeled to help organizations, governments, and advertisers. These entities need to know who they can count on to buy their products, for their vote, and maybe even to just click like and subscribe. Whatever the case may be, the algorithms need to cater to these interests as well, mostly because that's how the people who make them get paid. But what does this mean for us? Well, there can be issues born out of the convenience. Have you ever heard or been accused of being in a bubble or an echo chamber, surrounded only by what you agree with? This leads to what we call confirmation bias. That's a big topic all on its own. 
which we'll definitely talk more about in the future. But for now, confirmation bias is when you accept a claim as true because it's coherent with the other claims that you already accept. I agree. Problems arise because the claims in the articles, news posts, and the memes that show up in your feed are put there because your best friend, the algorithm, thinks that you like looking at stuff that you agree with. Hello. And who doesn't? But I don't just mean stuff that you agree with on a logical, rational basis, but the stuff that gets you emotional enough to smash that like, retweet, and share, or better yet, leave a long-winded comment and get into it with replies from other passionate internet denizens. Now, if I was a media company trying to keep you glued to my articles, am I incentivized to show you realities that you'll just scroll on by, or provoke you with the most recent thing that the orange man did? We're gonna build a wall around Rosie O'Donnell. You can see then how easily a negative feedback loop can emerge from this sort of thing, and how easily we can find ourselves in these information bubbles. It's funny when you consider what you're disagreeing with people over. We usually assume it's over misinterpretations of the same information. Only when you think about how insulated with specific sources we can be, it's as if none of us are even starting with the same information in the first place. 2 plus 2 equals 5. This is partly because of the direction that online journalism is taking, but that direction is only according to whatever the algorithms seem to suggest is most profitable. Your profile doesn't just consist of the form that you had to fill out when you're making your social media account, but it also has to do with how you're spending your time on social media. None of this process is inherently malicious either. Like I said, this is born out of convenience and innovation more so than some evil plan. And maybe now that we understand what's going on a little bit better, we can practice some awareness over our internet habits. Hopefully in the near future we'll get better at this internet thing and find healthier ways to navigate through all these ideas. But for now, the best thing that you can do to brighten things up is to hit like on this episode and subscribe for more speak pieces. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, CastBox, and other places soon. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear what kinds of topics you'd be interested in. So hit us up and speak your piece. See you soon.